Don't punch my cack. Ash and Zach are super smart. They went to college and learned a bunch of stuff. And Bo and Andrew didn't go to college because that's the way life goes sometimes. What happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn? Grab your friends. Let's listen together on Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. <laughs> Podcast, I already <laughs> fucked it up, and I was trying to do a circus ring thing, blah, 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 blah. Hey, everyone, let's just feel out how we do this, and the audio wiles are fucking going crazy right now, so that's going to fucking bust your guys' eardrums if you're listening to this. You completely <laughs> blew out this corner. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear it. You just started screaming, and then it was Should gone. Should we do it then? What a great introduction to our podcast. Right, I'm so hey, sorry. Restart, restart, restart. Ready? <laughs> We're not cutting any of Ladies that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Get Dumped On podcast. An info dump podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bo. I somehow hate this more. Yeah, we go. Yeah, I really dislike the whispering. And so today, I'm also I'm here with my <laughs> my co-hosts, Andrew. Say hi, Andrew. Hi. And then we got Zach over here. Hey. And today, dumping on us will be Ash. Say hi, Ash. Hi. So, what are we going to be uh, talking about today? Uh, today I thought it would be fun to talk about. Something that I find very interesting, which is, of course, the point of this podcast. Um, let me hit you with a question right off the bat. Do you think you're smarter than a monkey? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. No. I'm, n- no. <laughs> Andrew, do you think Bo is smarter than a monkey? I hope so. But judging from that intro, I'm going to go hard, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, what about an ape? You think you're smarter than a chimpanzee? Yeah, fuck yeah. Could you beat a chimpanzee in a battle of wits? Yeah. I didn't know there was a difference. Me, chimpanzee, rock, paper, scissors, you know who's going to yeah. win? Me, fucking idiot monkey. Mm. <laughs> Andrew, you think that chimps are exactly the same intelligence that we are? I don't know. I'm afraid. Well, let's, let's talk about it today. Uh, I, I have studied primatology, as we all well know. Um, and within primatology, primate and great ape intelligence, I mean, animal intelligence in general, right? Humans want to know how smart other animals are. But particularly with primates and great apes because of their evolutionary closeness to us and like we see ourselves in them and so so for decades people have wanted to know you know how smart are these animals how do they see the world and how do they go about doing that so we're going to talk a little bit today about what we know kind of about ape and primate cognition and then some interesting little bits about it that i think are particularly interesting we should uh so get jeff foxworthy right quick to do an intro for us you know are you smarter than a primate oh my god I've been thinking. Like? Well, no, that <laughs> was the song. song. I want Jeff Foxworthy to host this. Like, hi, I'm Jeff Foxworthy. I'm a redneck. The, the entire time that I've been researching this in my head has been, <laughs> are you smarter than a monkey grader? And that doesn't make yes, any it does. sense. It makes sense. Here, I'll sing it. Are you smarter than a monkey grader? Monkey grader? Yeah, I don't See? know. There we go. Perfect. Oh, monkey grader. Yeah. I thought you were saying, like, I thought you were like, Doing like a great ape thing and then oh. saying like monkey great er and I was very confused. This is very confusing. Oh for well, me. thank you giving for giving me uh more credit than I had. It was just me replacing the word fifth with the word monkey in my brain. I guess we know that yeah. Zach isn't smarter than a monkey greater. No. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me hit you with a question. Right. If you were walking in the woods and you really loved the taste of termites and you happened upon a termite ma- termite mound with nothing else on your person. How would you go about eating the termites? I take a stick and I shove I'd it in the kick hole. Kick it apart. And yeah, then I let use, it, and I pull I, it off and like eat it mound, like an ice cream cone. They they bite. Yeah, they bite, right? So I would just grab like a stick and shove it in there yeah. and then just and then like, 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 like an ice cream. That's exactly what chimpanzees do. There's a specific yeah, troop of chimpanzees. That, I mean, do you think that's dumb? No, I'm sorry. I, like I'm smarter than them. I'm just trying to be cooler than them. Keep going. Well, you're at least as you're at least as smart as them because <laughs> yeah. Not an idiot. <laughs> this particular uh, group of chimpanzees does what's called termite fishing. It's a type of tool use in chimpanzees because tool use is one of the ways that a lot of people talk about um, animal and primate intelligence. Do they have the capacity to use tools? And so the chimp is at least as smart as you because they also decided to get little long sticks of sticks, sticky little sticks. They put them in the um, termite mound and then they go jump, 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 and they eat it as a nice little snack. Is that throwback to the jokes episode with the brown and sticky, the brown and sticky joke? 
Yeah, brown sticky stick. You, you know, you know there's oh, yeah. one ape that still shoves his whole face in there and doesn't learn from being bit by those things. Well, and it's not all chimpanzees that do this. It's only a particular group of them in like one forest. So it's just like one particular group that does it. Oh, okay. So that's the smart part. So you're saying the other yeah. ones, it's like the Alabama of chimp- chimpanzee world. So the people who don't do it or the apes that do chimp- chimpanzees that don't do it. Is that what you're saying? Pro- probably not. What? But what I am saying is that... <laughs> they're stupid, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but they're smart enough to use tools. And orangutans are known to use tools in the wild. They fashion, like, leaf umbrellas to, like, cover their heads when it's raining. And they do um, the same thing with the termite fishing, but they do it to get honey, which is really cute. Now that's a sticky stick. Oh my gosh, you're so right, Zach. <laughs> what a sticky stick. Um, sometimes gorillas are known to use tools. There's an instance of a gorilla who had like a walking stick and he was using it to cross a flooded river plain and he was using it for balance and to like gauge the depth as he was walking. That's like some Mark Twain shit. Okay. Because, uh, because of all the time on the, on the river boat, Bonos. I'm dying over here. It's all reference, dude. Uh, and outside of the apes, monkeys, some monkeys are known to use tools. Capuchins use tools. They do um, nut cracking. They smash nuts with stones. And uh, baboons have been known to use tools as well. But tools, the ability to use tools is not the like end all be all of talks about cognition because other animals use tools, right? Otters smash shells with rocks. Lots of smashing with rocks going on. Uh, birds are known to use tools. Zach, you probably know more about that than I do. Um, not unprepared. Jeez, you're just putting me on the spot over here. It's it, it's the kind of the same thing, right? Is crows using sticks to get food out of stuff? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Oh, exactly. How the many time... birds use tools? Exact number. Uh, at least three. At least three. Yeah, I did see a video of a uh, the, uh, the, uh, 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 <laughs> they put um, a bird. Fuck me. <laughs> they put some food that was like floating at the top of a cup, but it wasn't, it was like deep enough down that the crows couldn't reach the, the food like at the water level. And so they figured out that they put rocks, they dumped rocks into the cup, which raised up the water level to the point where they could get the floating food off the top of the cup. That's real smart. Pretty cool. Bo, do you think you'd be able to figure that out? Yeah. Fuck it. Just use his hands because birds don't yeah, have fingers. Yeah, I got these things called fucking thumbs. <laughs> the fucking birds have nothing, dude. <laughs> Uh, also, octopuses use tools, I think. Do they? I don't know, actually. I don't know if octopuses use tools, but I have but seen very them smart. being smart. I've seen an octopus solve a puzzle box to get at like a shrimp inside of it. Yeah. I've seen an octopus figure out how to open a pill bottle. And jars and stuff. Yeah, jars and stuff like that. Like the, An octopus can get past a childproof pill bottle. Well, I mean, that's, there's a reason why they're all, you know, they all have drug problems. Yeah, exactly. It's just so easy for them. Do you know the number one? Yeah. The yeah. Number make one, the bottles harder to open. The number one cause of death of octopus is overdose because they're drug because oh, they're drug problems. So tragic. Back in the day when I was on benzos, I would always just jump into the ocean, find an octopus, and then they would, you know, they'd hit me up. He's like, hey, 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 Zach, you I got any more of those pills? I'm fucking chosen here. <laughs> just, back just in the day when you were on benzos, you just, skirted, you, know, you just skirted over this back in the day when I was on benzos thing. Please tell us more about this. Just like how many days up one of his it? little tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway back back to the question at hand um so the the use of tools and octopi dealing drugs octopi i don't think is the correct plural of that it's fine dealing i could drugs. go into the i could go into it octopi is is an incorrect because it uh comes from a different in, root word yeah it yeah. implies that it's a latin root but octopus is a greek root so the p- proper pluralization is octopuses or octopodes fucking, i like octopodes that's nerd. just fun to say but what's, the, what's what's the real one though Bo knows what yeah. it is, but what's the plural of octopus? Oh, I want Zach to let people know. I know. So I think Zach should just say it. It's, ev- he it's just definitely said it. He literally just said it. <laughs> Octopods. So octopi implies Octopus. a Latin root through the words, but it's actually at the poos. Octopoos and boots. Octopodes have nothing to do with, with <laughs> tool use, but they are they're an example of a smart animal. But so what it, a lot of the times, what people talk about in primate cognition and psych- psychology is something called the theory of mind. And so this is like the ability to attribute mental states to ourselves and others. It refers to the capacity to understand other people by ascribing mental states to them. So like, you know that you are yourself and the person you're looking at is someone else. You have your sense of self and you understand that they themselves have a sense of self. 
and that they have beliefs, desires, intentions, emotions, or thoughts that may differ from your own. And this is thought to be one of the foundational foundational elements of social interaction. And primates and apes and us, we're all about that social interaction. It's like one of the most important things to our evolution is our increased sociality. And so how would you go about testing this in animals, right? Because you can't just be like, hey, do you understand that I have... <laughs> Beliefs that you don't, chimpanzee, and it'll be like, give me food right now. Um, Speak, idiot. <laughs> Tell me your god. Yeah, if only that would work. It would make things so much easier. <laughs> also, oh, I want to know what the, chimp- what the chimpanzee god is so bad, if there is one. Okay, his name is, his name is uh, Jingles, and he's like that's rude. super huge, and he lives on a pile of yummy termites. Mm. Delicious. Banana flavored termites. He is a termite. Oh, oh. And so, how do you think you would go about? Oh, banana flavored termites. How do you think you would go about? So, is that are those banana flavored termites like the modern Cavendish banana oh, flavor Zach, or it, the antiquated it. Gross Michelle? Save it, save it, save it, save it, save it, save it. We're going to talk about not this episode, but don't spoil the bananas. Whoa. How would you think you would go about testing if an animal has a sense of self? Punch it in its face. Mirrors. Uh, 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 various quizzes like the Saw movies, except you don't kill them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's not completely Mazes? wrong. Hey, Bo, how do, how Mirrors? would your test of, um, go out? What? Pan out. I want to know how you punching them in the face would, um, what that would tell to you. See what their fight or flight is, you know? I think like, he just, how's he going to retaliate? He, he just got really punched, punch he got punched in the face, in the face. Right? He, okay. He just, he's much a puncher monkey. He just. All right, well, but what I really want to know is based on this punch on the te- punch in the face, mm-hmm. yeah, based mm-hmm. on this punch in the face test, what's yeah. your hypothesis? Um, what do you think yeah. will happen? Like, so what, what's yeah, going to be your method? First. What's your hypothesis? Okay. And mm-hmm. how are you going to disprove your hypotheses? Like, All what right, first, evidence are you expecting? And how will it support pu- your hypothesis? All right, I'm going to punch it in its face, right? All right, see what, okay. how it reacts. See how the monkey start. reacts. Like, Good oh, start. man, he's got, he got fucking rocked, right? This fucking monkey doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> We'll see how smart he is. <laughs> the monkey's smart enough. He should know he's stronger than me. So he should attack back, right? You know? So the monkey should go after me. If he doesn't, I hit him fucking harder. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. This is Bo just assaulting a monkey. Yeah. yeah. And, and so then... the way... I, you know, I don't want to hear the rest of this monkey... I don't want to hear the rest of this monkey assault story. Wait, so how uh, does I mean, that prove I, that they are... How does that prove that they have, like, sense of self, though? Like man, like his self worth, you know. He's like, man, this human. Like he's not. He's not worthy of himself to defend himself. Is what you're saying? Exactly. If he had any self, he would just know about. Hey, I should retaliate, monkey style. And if not, he's gonna get. Well, he's gonna. He's I'm gonna get glad hit that harder. You are, I'm glad you are not a primatologist. So you're you punching them into into monkeys. into life. Essentially, you're you're punching them yeah. until they get into cognitive dis- dissonance. Or whatever. I'm, I'm basically trying to start my own planet of apes by punching monkeys. That's the goal here. Yikes. <laughs> if you want a monkey uprising, I guarantee you that's a great way to start. Yeah, just be rude to them. So the way that some primatologists have decided to test this is with the use of mirrors. So what they would do is they would put a like chalk mark on an anesthetized individual and then put them back into their exhibit with a mirror in it. And while looking in the mirror, if the individual touches the mark on their body, that would signify that they recognize that they are looking at themselves in the mirror and not some other animal. I'm going to try that with my dog. It will probably not work according to all of the studies that I have read. I want to spray paint an X on my dog and then show him in a mirror and then try to find out how to get spray paint out of a dog's fur before my <laughs> wife comes home <laughs> and divorces and then, me. And then she'll divorce you. What kind of mark did they make on them? Because I'm just imagining sharpieing a dong on the monkey's face. It was just a little white chalk line. They just a little mark of white chalk. They put a dong on a monkey's face. They're like, this is for Zach. <laughs> or, a, or, a, or a fist. A fist would be a good drawing. <laughs> How do you even draw a fist? Is right? that weird like S thing that everyone in the 90s did? Like the yeah. three lines? <laughs> and, the, yeah. and the apes looked at it and were like, whoa, that's sick, bro. We've been saying a like, monkey, monkey a lot when we've been, re- we've been referring to apes. Didn't you know, say that all apes are monkeys? It's like the difference between a That's square racist. and a circle. It's true. That's racist. I mean, it's a square racist. and a rectangle. It racist, it's but I don't so know anything racist. about this. All apes are monkeys, but not all monkeys are apes. So it's like all... all Because like we're monkeys. Humans all, are monkeys. We're all monkeys. All Nazis are Republicans, apes. but not all Republicans are Nazis. Okay. Well, there's also Nazis who are libertarians. 
Ooh, I don't want to talk about Nazis. who and who isn't is not a Nazi. All right, let's bring up. I don't want to talk about my monkeys, Nazis. please. Did they put a swastika on the monkey or not? <laughs> yeah, they did not. I can confirm <laughs> they did not. Okay. So they found that chimpanzees pass the mirror test regularly. Uh, orangutans pass it regularly. Gorillas only pass it sometimes, uh, and monkeys do not regularly pass. Although there's some indication that macaques can be taught, but it's not clear if that's true self-recognition or if they just like learned the game to get the food you know zach real quick macaques are not a way of saying my cock <laughs> i'm a cack <laughs> i'm about to punch you in your macaque <laughs> <laughs> don't punch macaque <laughs> say that with a boston accent yeah, Please don't punch don't. macaque good yeah, that works that works pretty well just don't don't punch my cat now, kid. Now, now, now do it don't punch my cat and pack the car <laughs> no i'm not doing that do, do, do it as Werner. do it as Werner, please no 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 we're gone too far please. take it away quick quick grab it i read a really interesting study recently that said that the reason that gorillas don't pass the mirror test uh, regularly is because the way that gorilla social interactions go down you're not supposed to look at each other in the eyes and so when they're looking at the mirror they're like avoiding the eyes and the head of the mirror in the, like the monkey in the mirrors they're not like actually looking at themselves long enough to understand that it's them they're just being too polite in gorilla to like not look in the eyes of this other gorilla well then would they would it work if they put an x on its feet and put a mirror on my, its feet that was my question because they're usually full-length mirrors and i didn't like see a specific test that said they did that but i would hope that someone did that and i wonder yeah. what the results would be so if, if i went to attack feet, a gorilla try it with feet Hold on, hold on, hold on. If I want to attack in a gorilla, right? Should I just wear like a mirrored suit so he won't look at me? So <laughs> as I'm punching him, he won't look because he's still trying to be polite. Um. Well, no, because what silverback males do is they avert their heads to the side while they're absolutely ramming you with their bodies. Nah, I doubt it. I they like charge I'll, and like. I can take. I can take them on. <laughs> one time I was at the zoo and they were they had the gorillas and one of them was sitting right next to the window and it was just chewing on some food or whatever and the person that I was with was like antagonizing the gorilla by looking them directly in the eyes and like baring their Ash. teeth. She was trying it was to not specifically me. because I said I don't do that, do that. I think it was right before Zach proposed. And then the gorilla spit out the food it was eating onto the mirror, like right in their face. <laughs> and they were clearly very annoyed about it. There funny. was a viral video going around um, a couple of years ago. It may have been as long as like 10 years ago now of these people in the jungle and a male gorilla a silverback walks up and just grabs the guy by the leg and just kind of drags him like 10 feet and then lets <laughs> him go. <laughs> just like so is easy. Like it, he That's was a nilla wafer to that gorilla. <laughs> How many cars could a gorilla pick up? Could a gorilla pick up a car? Could a gorilla pick up? Are you Googling it? I'm hearing tippy tapping. Hear, I can hear him typing. Yeah, it's like... Dee, 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 dee. I, Zach, I'm so curious. We should do an episode just on Zach's search history. Uh, this says that a gorilla can lift up to 2,000 kilograms. I mean, they're strong. How much yeah. is a car? Now, strength kilograms. does not equal intelligence. So there's an, there's an understanding that it seems that and especially if you're considering how important social interactions are to our evolutionary lineage, to apes and uh, humans, that one would have to have an understanding of a sense of self and others in order to like thrive in a social relationship. Because like, how would social interactions work if there was no differentiation between yourself and another? And a gorilla could totally pick up a Camry. Yeah, they could totally pick up a car. I don't know why I had to Google it. I'm sitting right here. I could have just told you that. Yeah, car. Yeah, so two thousand kilograms is roughly four thousand four hundred pounds, and uh, two twenty twenty Honda Pilot can be picked up. A twenty twenty Kia Telluride, Lexus LS, Grand Cheap. Dude, a gorilla to- could totally Grand, throw a Vespa Grand, at your head. Grand Cherokee, Toyota Highlander. It could pick up a. No, it can't pick up a truck, but it almost could. It could flip it over at least. It could definitely pick up a minivan and throw it at you. That's absurd. But it could yeah. pick up a Tacoma. It could pick up your car while you're in it, while you're trying to fight it. No, it can't. <laughs> that's some king kong stuff you would punch it and oh. run back to your tacoma and then it would pick up your tacoma with you in it and throw it yeah you know what i'll I'm do having a hard time i'll hit it with my fucking tacoma <laughs> i don't understand why my talk on primate intelligence has just been y'all wanting to fucking fight them no it's like Bo why do you want to fight them so much i don't understand why you want to fight them they're they're so cool you don't want to i don't know why you want to fight them i, didn't say I, I don't want to fight them i just well, want to see how much i can lift off we'll go a glimpse into my backstory right one one day when I was seven years old, <laughs> oh I was at the zoo, and a gorilla killed my parents. 
ever since then. I've <laughs> sought revenge. In his face. I doubt that very much. You should have picked any other ape to lie about that story. If you would have said chimpanzee, I might have believed it. But a gorilla? Nope. No freaking way. Nope, it was a gorilla. You had to be there. You weren't there. I saw it. Get <laughs> Ash, you better take this before we keep going. I tr- literally tried, and you just got you got you barreled over the barreling. It was a double I'm barrel sorry. situation. I'm sorry. I really had to talk about cars. Speaking of speaking of barrels, Donkey Kong throws barrels. And speaking of Donkey Kong, before when you said King Kong, my brain said Kink Hunk. Zach is real sexy. Definitely today. gonna That's cut pretty, that out. That, that was pretty sexy. <laughs> keep that in. I can be your King Kong. And so, Kongs and macaques and King Kong. Going back to what I was, you okay. <laughs> Going back to what I was saying before, (laughs) it seems very important that you have an understanding of a sense of self and a sense of others to live in a social society. Otherwise, you'd be just like talking to yourself the whole time. You can't have empathy without having a sense of this sort of theory of mind, right? And And we know that apes will act differently with different members of their groups based on their like social hierarchy. They'll have different behaviors based on like who they're interacting with. And so I feel like that inherently shows that they know that, you know, they are, we're all a part of a system, man. Yeah. And so how do, how would we go about testing if an ape has an understanding then of like others and what others know? If we know they have a sense of self, how do we understand how they see the world around them in terms of interacting with others? So let me ask you, let me hit you with another question. I'm going to tell you the story of a boy. And this boy had a bag of Skittles that he was saving for after school. And so he hid them under his pillow and he left. During the day, His mom took the Skittles and she moved them into the kitchen. When the boy gets home from school, where is he going to look for his Skittles first? Where he left them. Under his pillow? Yeah. Under his pillow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you understand, as human adults, you know that you have information that he doesn't. You know that his mom moved the Skittles so that he wouldn't get his bed all sticky or whatever. And that he's going to be operating off of this belief that he has. And this is called a false belief test. It's a type of task used in theory of mind studies where children have to infer that another person does not possess knowledge that they have. So another example of this test is they show kids a candy box and they open it and it's full of pennies and they put the box back on and they ask them, what would someone else expect to find in this box? And children over the age of four say candy because they know that another person doesn't expect it to be filled with pennies. But kids under four will say pennies because they assume that everybody has the same information that they have. And that's why did little the little kids boy are get his Skittles though? He did get them and he, okay. he ate them in the kitchen where he didn't get his bed sheets all sticky and he was able to wash his little sticky hands after. What a good story. So does, does the, the whole thing of like teaching apes to speak sign language come into this aspect of it or. Well, so that... before you get too far, Ash, why were you telling us that story? Because people in primate cognition tests want to see if apes can pass a type of false belief test. Do they understand that other people possess knowledge that they don't and operate of their own beliefs? So boiling it down, what are primates aware of? What are they not aware of in terms of themselves and others? Uh, So, and Zach, uh, when talking about what we can talk about um, primate sign language a little bit, it doesn't necessarily get into like this, like theory of mind type of stuff. It more comes into like general cognition. And a lot of people say that the reason that we are so smart is because of language. And so they want to test language in other animals. Uh, and so teaching primate sign language is like a part of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I see. So going back to a false belief test, it's obviously extremely difficult to test something like this. The way that it has generally been done in the last like decade or so is with gaze tracking. And so what they do is they design I'm a not test. Say it. Don't say it. It's Pride Month. Can I can I say it? Can I, can I say it? I don't know what I don't know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> Keep going. Take it. Take it. I'm away. sure I I'm sure I don't know. You're so what they'll do is they'll create tests in which they so Okay, it's kind of hard to explain, so I'm just going to go into what the test was. There was a group of apes who were watching an agent who was in front of two boxes. And by an agent, I just mean like a scientist. They call it an agent in the studies. Think of it as like a men in black agent if it piques your interest. Apes watching an agent in front of two boxes. One of the boxes has fruit and the other has nothing. 
and then they block the view of the agent. They put like a thing down that is obviously opaque that he can't see through. And the apes watch as the fruit gets moved from one box to the other. Then the agent's view is lifted, and using gaze tracking, they say, they have the hypothesis is that if the apes look at the box with the fruit in it, then they expect the agent to look in that one first. But if they look in the box that originally had the fruit in it that was now moved, then they expect the agent to go into that box first, showing that they understand that he doesn't know that the fruit has been moved. And what they found was the latter. The apes looked at the first box that originally had the fruit in it, presuming that they understood that the agent would look there first because he did not know that the fruit had been moved. Okay. So they understand. That's wild. They understand. What was it? Whatever that was called. Gaze tracking. Gaze tracking was the method they used in which to show. Uh, they, they say that this is a false belief test. It's hard because they're like not exactly the same thing. Right. But. Well, they are kind of, it's sort of it kind of is like like they're they using knowledge something yeah they, you gave them previous knowledge and then they use that to try and gain the fruit i'd say that was and they assume that they they know that the agent thinks that the fruit is still in the first box that that while his vision was blocked he couldn't see it and so he would expect that to be there so that like kind of shows an understanding of others intentions and beliefs they also understand we think like past, present, and future, because they did a test where they brought them into the testing room. They needed a specific tool to do the test, and that tool was provided. And then they um, let them back out of the testing room, and the chimpanzees would leave that tool behind, and then they would take the tool away, and the monkeys would come back and realize that they didn't have the tool anymore. And so the next day when they did the test, the primates kept the tool. They kept it with them when they left, because they knew when they came back, they were going to have to use it again. Okay, so that was, that's interesting. That that is so yeah. So they like know. I mean, I can see how that would be really important in the wild because if you, it's all about pattern recognition, right? Yeah, exactly. So it, another way to do this test: we throw Bo into the enclosure and he punches every single one of them in the face, and then he leaves. The next day, at the same time, he goes in there and he punches every single one of them in the face, and he leaves. The third day, we toss a cardboard cutout of Bo in there and see if they wince and run away because the man to come in to punch him in the face and see if they remember <laughs> i'll do it i'll do it <laughs> before you decide um to do that do you want me to tell you how a chimpanzee attack usually goes down oh yeah this isn't part of it but i feel like bo needs to know this information Don't before they, he like, makes a decision eat your face or something they do andrew exactly so i've <laughs> seen horrible news articles before what chimpanzees do is they're assholes and they will ruin your life systematically. They go for everything that's important to Just you. Just like my ex-wife. But up, up. Sorry. Keep... Oh, bop, bop, bow. <laughs> and so they will eat your face because if you can't make facial expressions and you can't integrate socially into the group, you'll be a pariah and an outcast. They'll eat your fingertips. Can't climb. Can't have fruit. You they can nip, rip out your throat area. You'll starve to death. They, so they eat your face. They eat your fingertips. They also will go right for your genitals. Just pop those bad boys right off and eat them. Because if you cannot reproduce, you are nothing. Although, Bo, you already did that, so. You really and don't this need them anymore. It doesn't scare me, because I'll do it to them. After I fucking sock in the face first. <laughs> sure you will, bud. Have <laughs> Wait, you ever seen you a chimpanzee's mouth? Bo's already had his dick I ripped sure off? No, he's already had children. Oh, right. He's already reproduced. He's got <laughs> so now it doesn't uh, matter. You can't hurt listeners, me, chimpanzees. Listeners, 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 just let you know, I still have my dick. I mean, my cat. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, can't confirm. Haven't seen it. This is an audio podcast, so I don't All know. Right. Yeah. E email us if you want to see <laughs> macaque. Nope. Nope. Stop, Stop. it. Whoa. Come it's, on. It's called macaque. Um, my macaque. It's not. How dare you besmirch macaques' names like this with your nastiness? So just, if you if you're you just really humans, want, you're just toilet just men. Subject line: Bose macaque. I'll know what it means. Carry on. Good lord. So they think that. Primates have some understanding of others' awareness. They, they can make predictions about what others know. Mm -hmm. Let me hit you with a question. Do you think monkeys can lie? I think so. Zach can lie, and he's just <laughs> like a monkey, so yeah, I want to say yeah. I think that monkeys can lie. I think it depends on the size of the chair. <laughs> and I think the answer to that is we can never really know. because So we always butt up when we talk about primate cognition. 
we butt up against this problem of deception. Monkeys and apes do, quote unquote, deceive each other. Like, so for instance, there was a female baboon who was seen grooming a male who had recently killed an antelope. And when the male laid down to accept the grooming, she snatched the baboon and ran away with it. Okay, hold up. Right there. Does that prove cognitive stuff? Well, that's the question, right? Like, was it her intention to deceive the male? Like, did she know, just know, like, was it like, I'm going to trick him? Or was it, oh, he's laying down. This is an opportune moment. I should just capitalize upon this. Okay, my dog's She's a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke chimp. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) My my dog's but it's fine. If if I'm on the couch and I, I I'm like petting one of my dogs, the other one will go to that dog's favorite toy. So the dog will be like, "It's my toy," and they'll run to it. And then the dog who went to the first dog who went to the favorite toy would jump on me, and I would pet them just to get the other dog off of me. And this is a, a, one of the like fundamental problems in studying animal behavior is like you cannot know the intention of that animal. Like you know that it that it wanted to do that, right? But is that a case of like it being able to understand the problem and figure it out? Or did they just happen to do it one day and now they know the result of that? And so that's what they do. And so when we say the word like lie or deceive, we have loaded connotations with it, how we understand that word. And so it's very extremely easy to anthropomorphize these animals and put intention on their behaviors that may not actually exist. This is like those cuttlefish. What about what about them? There's... um. A species of cuttlefish where the um the the smaller males will basically like during like the big mating event every year the larger males will try to like monopolize all of the females and they'll like be protective and fighting all of the other males and so um some of the smaller males um who wouldn't be able to fight it off they use the because cuttlefish can change colors. They change colors and like change their shape a little bit to look more like females. And then they sneak in and bang the females when the males aren't looking. Yeah. Like it's the old a, Trojan cuttlefish horse. Yeah. Fish. Precisely. It's a, it's a, it's a cuckoldfish. There's a joke. There's a joke. And so that's another instance of this same thing. Like, you know, is this like inherent behavior? Is it intentional deception? Like what is going on inside of their minds? And so the way that some primatologists have decided to study that is to just continue kind of hammering this idea of how do they understand others and how do they understand others' um, viewpoints of the world? And so I read a really interesting study that was done in 2021 that suggested that maybe primates while they understand what other agents are aware of, maybe they are not, maybe they don't have that same type of understanding of when an agent is unaware. So they understand others' awareness, but not their unawareness. Hmm. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's, and it's kind of hard to like grasp in your mind because of how we understand the world. But like the entire basis of this argument is essentially that primates mentalize in a different way that we do. They like understand the world fundamentally differently. Even like socially, they function in a different way. So their test, essentially, they did the same test like uh, of the fruit and like the boxes and stuff, but they had the agent be not in the room. So before when they did the test, the agent was in the same room as the boxes. They just put a thing over his face to block his view and then they lifted it. But in this one, they had the fruit in the boxes. They moved it from one box to the other, all while the agent was not in the room. And in these studies, the apes all looked at the fruit that's uh, in the box, like after it had been moved every single time that the agent came in, suggesting that they didn't know that that agent would be like they suspected that that agent would know where the fruit is. And they were like looking at it, they, it that they it seemed to suggest that they wouldn't understand that this agent did not have the same information that they did, if that makes sense. OK, my brain hurts. Yeah, this is heavy, man. It's kind of messed up to think about because it's like. Can you give me the can you give me the dummy idiot version? Because give us the the five year old version, please. When the other person is in the room, they can understand what they can and can't see and understand that that makes that would make a difference. But when their friend is not in the room, they assume that their friend thinks and knows everything that they know. So it's an imaginary friend situation. (laughs) No, the, the friend is real, but they can only make predictions. About what them. their f- about what their friend knows when they have seen what their friend sees. Okay. But they kind of they default to a 
everybody knows everything that I know when they don't know what the other person has seen. So they've got like no permanence for like other people. I mean, they recognize that they are still people that they like would know, right? Because especially in chimpanzee society, they have what's called fission fusion societies where groups will come together, break apart, come together, mix around, break apart. And so that suggests that they have permanence of understanding like who others are and interacting with those people throughout their lives. But when it comes to like competitive, like naturalistic tasks, it seems like they don't necessarily have the ability to say, to think like, oh, well, this person, while this person was gone, they may have information that I don't. It's more like a, the information thing is like a here and now type of thing. Okay. And that's pretty buck wild because what? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> they also did a study that um, the chimpanzees had the opportunity to actively make a competitor ignorant to like give them, uh, to like block their view and make it so that this competitor would get less food than them. And they never once did it. So that seemed to imply that they didn't understand, like, that they could do it. But also, when they handicapped the other chimp and the two needed to cooperate in order for both of them to get food, they would do it every single time. So cooperation was more important than competition to these ones that they tested. And this was in, like, 2015. But Why are they handicapped? How are they handicapping the chimp? It was like they put food through, like, two tubes at a time. And then they covered the tubes of the other one. And so only one of them was getting food. And so they needed to like pass it back and forth in order to like share the food. Oh, okay. They weren't like doing anything to the chimp itself. It was just like uh, the circumstances by which they were <laughs> giving They're setting food. Bo in to punch it in the face. That's what's happening. <laughs> and a big problem with trying to do tests like this on great apes is that like most people think you probably shouldn't be doing it because like it's fucking animal abuse and rude. Like. Yeah. Actual funding to like mm-hmm. do tests with great apes is few and far between. And we don't really do it anymore. Certainly not as much as we used to, because it's kind of fucked up to be subjecting them to these tests all the time. Like, I, don't think, I don't think so. Like we should, they should test these fucking hands. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> they would never let Bo be a monkey scientist. He swings no, a bunch of so many monkeys. It would, it's basically like the concept of being at a really, really shitty summer camp or like where like you're there forever and you're only allowed to do the activities that are on the schedule and you don't get to pick what's on the schedule and you just have to do that. You just have to do it all the time, except you're not like going to the pool when you'd rather go hiking. Instead, the only thing you're allowed to do is weird fucking mind games. <laughs> I kind of lost track of this. I, this is not this is not a great metaphor to start with. But it's you know kind what? of like what Andrew said at the beginning. Like it's saw with no like actual physical torture, but just like these relentless mind games that you have to do all the time. And the whole time, if I was there, I'd be like, "What's the right answer here? What am I supposed to be doing?" And yeah. I always get it wrong. <laughs> and so uh, eventually, when it when it comes to like studying cognition, and there's so much more you could talk about, like with cognition, but. I thought it was really interesting, this paper that came out that that suggested that they just have a completely different way of like mentalizing and understanding sociality and social interaction than we do, because it makes sense to me. And it, a lot of cognition and intelligence stuff comes down to like social learning, right? Because that's why we think that we're as successful as we are as humans is because of our ability to have these giant societies, because, you know, one human alone is prey for a giant cat. But monk, apes together strong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Then we can overwhelm the testers and get out of this damn place. Mm-hmm. Planet of the apes. And so, Planet of the fucking apes. Mm-hmm. And so that, like, trying to, like, pin down these, like, how did those social interactions evolve? Like, how did our specific way of social interaction evolve is of question to researchers. And so, like, learning all these things about apes helps them to kind of like understand our evolution and why we became so popular. And a lot of what it comes down to is social learning because that's how we are successful is we watch and we learn and we integrate ourselves into society. And we do all of these little weird rituals that let other people know, Hey, I'm a part of this group too. And we should hang out and be chill, you know? Mm -hmm. And for a long time, like for a while, it was reported that apes, possessed the equivalence of like a two-year-old in terms of like social intelligence. They were equivalent to a two-year-old. But I really think that that's a garbage number because I don't think that they're comparable. Because in all of these tests, 
Let me tell you why. Because in all of these tests, you're introducing the aspect of a human, right? Like, there's no way for us to, like, test primate intelligence, just primate on primate, ape on ape, because the presence of a human will always change the way that they're interacting with one another. And them interacting with us in the context of a laboratory test is probably going to change inherently the way that they would go about doing things. Also, probably. what if they don't give a fuck about your stupid test? Like we were just talking about. Like, what if they just don't want to do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I gotta say, if anyone ever tried to test me, I'd be like, no. I'm just gonna sit in this corner and wait until you open this door and I can go back outside. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. I don't want to do it this. I... Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. You, oh, you. What was the thing you were I'm just talking that about? In there. I'm because leaving I that in there. Point, I had a point. I had a point to bring up after. Yeah, oh, you're, you're, you're. But then you start talking about this and it was great. And I didn't want to interrupt to bring it back to the other point. What was the thing you're talking about just before this? Social learning. Oh, yeah. So you say that a chimp has like the same intelligence as a two year old, right? But that just comes down to like this empathy shit. And like if you put a two year old in the jungle, it's totally going to die. It's not going to figure out how to like get termites out of us like you think a two-year-old could figure out how to get termites out of a mound without stinging itself yeah i absolutely don't think that right i think there's a lot of things that chimps and apes can do that a two-year-old absolutely could not do right but what yeah, is clear yeah, yeah is that apes do have some type of social learning they do have like cultural learning like with the ones who learned how to termite fish or like uh, where to get food, where's the best place to get food and water. Like they, they understand these things. They also have very intense social hierarchies. Like they know who's head honcho, who's above them and who's below them. Like who is a potential mate for them and who is not like all of that is social intelligence that is like basically impossible for us to measure. Another question that I always have when looking at like animal intelligence test is the like the hardware of it all in terms of how their brains actually work like the hardware the macaque do they understand these tests the way that we, we do like how do their neurons work which is not a question that i'm prepared to answer at all because that stuff very much confuses me but i think it's a question we should be asking and i'm well, sure do some they people need are to, do they need to perceive it the way that we want them to or is just them perceiving any way possible also a good thing for the test yeah i would agree with that like just even like it's just it, the, the, the question of interpretation then makes it like really difficult because it's like, well, we know that they're like interacting with us and like doing these tests in some way. They got the jelly beans out of the machine. So like that shows some baseline of intelligence. But like if they're not understanding the test in the same way that we do, then it becomes super easy to like anthropomorphize the results and say that they, you know, have knowledge that they don't make. Yeah. And the thing about scientists is that they're like always trying to be objective, right? They're they're literally they're trying to take out like any beyond reasonable doubt. But with like ape intelligence and a lot of animal intelligence tests, I just like it's you can't really do that, you know, just like based on the nature of the test. Mm -hmm. There was also a really interesting test that they did uh, to try and determine the way that chimpanzees see the world in 2021, where they showed a group of chimpanzees. A like holographic 3D image, and they like had it move around on a screen and used gaze tracking to have like see where the chimps were looking. And when the object changed colors, the chimpanzees kept looking at it. But when the object changed shape, they had it move from like a flower into something else, they lost interest. And so it has interesting implications for like what chimps even consider as like an object, like representational awareness in non-human primates. Because of course they would recognize it changing a color because fruits change color, leaves change color. Color is really important to the evolution of primates. But the fact that it like something foundational about it changed shape and they could have stopped conceiving of that as the same object. Like that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, that's something that I've always thought about. Like when you watch TV with your cats and they're like looking at the stuff on the TV, how do they know what that stuff is? Like if if it's a like a type of bird that the cat has never seen before, do they like think of it as a bird or like what do they think? I know that my dogs know. like they only acknowledge the TV when they don't like it. If there's every something <laughs> on bad. the TV bark, they bark, do bark. not like, they growl like 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 what don't is this fucking thing? Doesn't doesn't Perry hate football? He hated some weird sport. I don't remember what sport it was, but he, he hated it. 
I, I don't know why. And I can't tell you what it was because we obviously don't watch whatever that was all the time. But once yeah, I, 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 I was watching Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain and I paused it and it was like some, you know how he always does that weird trippy shit on that show. There was like some lady dancing mm-hmm. and like she was like, there were a bunch of red lights around her. So she looked like a, like like super red. And I paused it to like get up and go to the bathroom or something. And Frankie lost his fucking mind. He's like, there's a demon on the TV. I fucking hate this. So I had to, I had to fast forward 30 seconds for him. Oh, Frankie. Poor Frankie thought it was too scary. He was protecting the house. He's doing his job. Luca was really into watching Prehistoric Planet. Oh, I think he maybe loved it. because he was enraptured. Maybe because he couldn't recognize what any of the stuff was. And he was just like, what in the world is going on? But ultimately, I think it makes sense to me that they could recognize the same object based on color rather than shape, because like the difference between like a yellow mango and a green mango is really important, you know? Yeah. And it's still the shape of a mango, but the color of it depends is like when it's good for eating. And like, when does a mango ever turn into a banana? I don't think that ever happens. (laughs) Also, I don't think that they eat mangoes, but whatever. You, you never know. Well, I mean, if somebody gave him a mango, I'm sure that they'd eat it. But um, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Hey, Bo, do you like mangoes? <laughs> eh, not really. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan, but it was uh, the first fruit that came to mind. I like mangoes. I think they're pretty good. Are you a mango guy? Like, what, like what, what's your fruit of choice, bro? What, me? No. Yeah, it's, but, 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 oh, me? Oh, my fruit of choice? Kiwi. Fuck me up with some kiwi, dude. Ooh, kiwi's good. I'm a pineapple boy. Myself. You would. That's why I don't like you no more. Oh, what? Yeah, sorry. You're a little pineapple boy. <laughs> you be a little pineapple boy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you've made up a new slur. A pineapple boy. Wow. Getting racist here. Really quick. Everyone, let the record show. Zach's racist. But. Nope, too late. Racist no, Zach. But. No. Carry on, Ash. How do you expect me to transition from that? <laughs> I have no idea. But you, you know what? If anyone could do it, it could, it's you. Because you've done this a lot. Yeah, you're great at it. Go to what Zach said earlier when you asked about sign language what sets us apart from from the animals is our language right that's like one concrete thing that we can say that we do that other animals don't do is it I don't don't do they have language but they tried to teach apes sign language so you probably have heard of Coco have you heard of Coco the gorilla Uh, no but I heard of Harambe he's dead I think I've heard of like that Coco the gorilla is like old right yeah she actually died a couple of years ago uh, but it was a, a Western lowland gorilla named Coco that they said knew sign language and they would communicate via sign language with Coco. Um, I think Robin she Williams was, met Coco once. She had a couple of kittens. That's what I remember. Yes. Very much known for having kittens mourning their deaths when they died, loving them, being very gentle with them. There was a lot of problems with the Coco situation because like it was like, this one woman who was doing it, who was saying like, oh, Coco understands all of these things. And scientists were like, are you sure? Or are you just thinking that because you have a very close relationship with her and you're anthropomorphizing her, essentially? Also, Coco shouldn't be alone living in a place with you. That's not the way that gorillas operate. They're supposed to be in big social groups and like be constantly socially interacting with other gorillas. And the fact that like you're keeping her alone in this place is kind of fucked up. Are you going to talk about the sink? Sure, go for it. You can tell it. What? Well, so we I mean, we were just talking about lying, right? And so one time Coco ripped a sink off of the wall. And then when her caretaker asked her what happened to the sink, she signed that well, the kitten did it. See, that's a lie. That's proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we can trust the results from what they said, then yes. And so um, they, I think they also got another gorilla to like live with Coco and they tried to teach him sign language. But it never worked. And then there was a bonobo named Kanzi that another group of researchers did language studies on. And they were actually doing studies, the language studies on Kanzi's mother. And she had Kanzi at some point. And then Kanzi really picked it up. So there's some sort of implication for like starting to teach them things when they're very young. And like that might affect how like many like words and stuff they can know and how like effective they can be at communication. So they would do tests with uh, Kanzi that they would like put a mask on their face to like block their eyes and their facial expressions just to like not give any information to see if you can purely understand the words that were being said. And they would do buck wild off the wall stuff like Kanzi, can you put the dish soap on the ball? And he would like mm-hmm. go grab the dish soap and squeeze it on the ball. And they'd be like, good job. Can you put 
the pliers in the fridge and he would like grab the pliers and like put them in the fridge. There's one really good uh, part of it where she's like, Kanzi, can you take the TV outside? And he picks up the TV and then like stops and looks at her like, you really want me to put this outside? And she's like, yes, take the TV outside. And then he just like hooks it out the door. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking awesome. But like there's a border collie that can understand 200 words. So like, you know, I don't necessarily know that understanding words, it obviously shows great intelligence. Like obviously they're super smart, but like when it comes to understanding language and like, because language is more than just understanding words, right? It's understanding words. It's putting them in a syntax and it's recursive. You're able to say sentences that no one has ever said before. You're able to like make up your own things and talk about any situation that you can think of. And it seems like with primates language studies, they are limited to the lexicon in which they know. They're like not able to expand beyond that. So some scientists say that this isn't language. It's communication and it's sophisticated communication, but it's not language the way that we use it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But, you know, our version of understanding language is not their version of understanding language, just as their version of understanding language is not our version of understanding language. So. Yeah, we're fund like we're fundamentally different in some way, and yeah. a really interesting way uh, they that this in their own ways, just like in this podcast, just like in this podcast. Yeah, a really interesting way that this manifests that I came across uh, because the the study it's the study of gestural communication because apes don't understand pointing the way that we do it, and like dogs understand pointing, so it's like are dogs smarter than apes? They understand pointing, and it's like no, 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 no. Dogs understand the way that we use pointing, probably because of how closely we evolved with them. And like part of the reason why they evolved alongside of us is because of this understanding that we have with dogs. Right. But the way that we use pointing is, hey, look over there. Hey, look at that thing. I want you to direct your attention over there and like go to it. Look at that shit. Oh, my God. Look over there. Look at that shit over there. (laughs) And then you can say with your words like, hey, bring me that. Or like, what's that? Or like, give me that shit. Like, give me that shit. It's directing their attention to that thing. But the way it seems like the way that apes use it is different. Now, the, the, it's a very important researcher that wrote this paper. But let me tell you, it was the wording was so dense and I was having a hard time digesting it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not in grad school anymore. I don't have to read shit like this. So I'm not going to. So the, <laughs> the, the, what I could get out of it was that Apes use pointing fundamentally differently than we do, we do in that they use it as a form of like exclusively like I want that, like give give me that thing. And so when we point at stuff that they like can't get to physically, they're like, why are you fucking I can't get that? You know, like it doesn't make sense with the way that they use pointing. And so it comes back to this whole thing of like primates understand and view the world in some similar ways as humans. Yes. Like they understand themselves and others spatially. They understand that another individual may have information that they don't in some cases, but they don't view the world in the exact same way that we do. And they don't understand it in the exact same way that we do. And so like with that being said, like they're still highly social and intelligent animals. They have high capacities for learning, but like it's frustratingly unknowable how they view the world and how they relate and do not relate to us. Which I guess is a terrible point for a podcast, but I, I think it's interesting to think about. <laughs> so we spent an hour talking about how we'll never know. Yeah. I mean, you but talked it's all about the different Bigfoot, ways in which we'll so, never know. I guess. <laughs> that's true. And we'll never know about that either. <laughs> no, we do know. We, that's we, that's we, the thing. We, we do know. know. We, do, we know. We know. So, but do we? But do we? We know. We, yes. know. we fucking we know. know. We do. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Not even a question. And for like, implications of human evolution like why do we care right like why does it matter how smart and are not smart apes are and i inherently think that it's interesting because when i look at an ape in the eyes i'm like there's a person in there (laughs) it looks like a human inside but it's really wild they they've got just very present eyes so but what what, why it's really important is it, it can help us understand our own evolutionary history and like why we're so advanced or whatever you know why we're the most prolific ape on the planet and it kind of has narrowed a little things down in terms of i mean not like necessarily but it it has showed us that an understanding of ourselves and others had to probably come pretty early in evolutionary history but this idea of like learning because like we've been able to teach ape things apes things they learn passively 
but we actively teach. And so like, what's the difference there between active teaching and like passive learning and active learning and how imperative this imitative learning is to our evolution. Uh, So like, because we have done all these studies on apes, we know that they can learn things that we teach them, right? Like that is there. But and when we see it in the wild, they also do it to some degree, but there hasn't been any reported cases of teaching in the wild. There's passive learning, like younger individuals watch as older individuals do things. They or they like come across like a capuchin monkey comes across a bunch of cracked nuts and some stones and they put it together and they learn in that way. But another thing that separates us from monkey is our ability to like teach and like understanding that we would like need to do that socially is kind of it's some like we'll again we'll never know but like mm-hmm. that seems like an important signifier right in in understanding intelligence yeah i would say so yeah and then they get into, like we, i mean i could get into like stone tool studies and how like that requires a whole bunch of uh knowledge that we're not necessarily sure that primates have because it's like you have to identify the object you want to make before you can make it and you have to understand like the process and like how important is process to human understanding of the world and it turns out it's extremely important like they did a study where they had a bunch of people making stone tools and they showed them like just the final form and then they showed them just the process and obviously them learning the process was like way better in understanding the final product And there was a really interesting study from Max Planck Institute, which is a big deal institute that does a lot of research, where they wanted to test stone tool teaching, where they had just like they had the person who was learning the stone tool sit next to a instructor and they did just gestural communication, no language. And then they put a barrier in between them and did just verbal communication with no line of sight to see if they could determine like how we learned better, whether it was through viewing or through like listening. And I think I do. Do you want to guess how it was easier to learn? Viewing, Uh-oh. looking at it was way better. <laughs> like just gestural communication and watching someone <laughs> do it was like crazy more effective than listening. So that implies that gestural communication is at the root of our communication, and that like spoken language came comes later. Which huh. a lot of people have hypothesized for a long time, but that's a hard thing to prove, you know. Yeah. But it's suggested in these studies that. That's the case. And then that, that comes back to like apes understanding pointing thing that has interesting implications for like how gestural communication, how nuanced it can be in like understanding, you know? Huh. This is wild. This whole thing, it's, it's so weird to think about the ways that we have to figure out how our brain works. And you'd think that like the brain would be able to know how it works because it's like the thinky center of the body. So it's like, why doesn't the thinky center know how the thinky center works? But the thinky center doesn't know how the thinky center works. And the thinky center doesn't really know anything about how the rest of the body works. But the thinky center can think about how the thinky center works. And so we come up with all these experiments to figure out how the thinky center works. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to our episode know, this though- week. We had a good time. Thank you for sharing us everything about <laughs> if, if chimpanzees can't learn. I appreciate it, Ash. Thank you. It was a really good episode. Way better than Bigfoot. I'm kidding, Zach. I love the Bigfoot one. I wanted to be a dick oh, at man. the end. I'm sorry. My favorite part was when the kid didn't get Skittles. He did get the Skittles. Yeah, that's my favorite part was that he did. You weren't even listening. The kid got the Skittles and then Bo punched the kid in the face. Wow, now he's punching children. I know this was an extremely heavy episode. I know this was an extremely heavy episode that like was just kind of me talking about you about things that I think are interesting about how smart primates are and are not, but. It's like my it. podcast, and I'm I'm the DM of this podcast. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> I can do what I want. I can do what I want. I mean, does do you do you all think? I know that I'm a little bit weird in how much I enjoy learning about primates, but like, do you at least think that trying to determine intelligence in species and other primates is interesting? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. What was the actual um, favorite thing that you learned? Um, my origin the, story. Well, but you but you go first. Yeah, uh, my origin story about punching the monkeys in the face. Let's <laughs> say that we that learned that something about you learned. That was just something you made up. Oh no, I'm answering for you guys. Oh. <laughs> well, um, there's a, there, there was a lot about the whole like why they're learning things and what what they perceive rather than how we perceive them. 
Mm-hmm. But is that something we learn or is it something that we're just thinking that we learn? It's something that we learned. It's something that we learned today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked is like the whole like, are they learning or are they just like adapting mm-hmm. to the environment? I think I, that's one of the most interesting parts about it that I think like, are they understanding things in the way that we think they are or are we just, you know, are they just kind of dealing with us? Yeah. Exactly. And putting up with our yeah. nonsense. And that's why Bigfoot spends all his time in the woods. No, 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 it's <laughs> not. No, he, he's not real. <laughs> I really like the simple one. Um, it sounds just like super basic, but I just like how they make a mark on on them to see if they notice the mark in the mirror. I think that it's a very elegant solution. No, that that mirror. I, I think that was probably mine too. With that little mirror test, like how can you tell? Well, yeah, if they see something different in the mirror, you know, the self test, whatever we're calling it. Before I went on a tangent about punching monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, if they touch the mark on their forehead, they know that that's them and not somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As much as Zach, um, piggybacking on Zach's answer, that actually was probably my answer. It is not probably. It is. <laughs> What's probably is I'm gonna punch this fucking monkey in the face. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Monkey, monkey punch. So if you're still listening, I hope you learned a little bit about ape cognition. I hope that your interest was piqued in in the how can we determine intelligence in other animals, and I hope that. You had a good time listening to me ramble about monkey brains and stuff. I, I love time. monkeys, and I love listening to you talking about monkeys. So I could talk you. about monkeys for many, many hours. Because she always oh, talks I'm about Zach. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's a listening. End of the joke. End of the joke. End of the joke. Oh, oh um, take us out, Bo. Shit. Um, hey, thanks everyone for listening. You know, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, if you guys want to meet that shit. Meet, meet, meet me in San Diego because we're about to go fucking rock some monkeys' worlds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a zoo in San Diego, so I'm just saying that's and I'm close to there. So I really don't understand why you want to punch a monkey. I just really don't. I don't want our viewers to think that we think that that's Wednesday, hump day, dump day, false on Instagram, get dumped on Email us. I'm sorry for gmail.com. If you want to email me to prove that I have a penis, go ahead and email me. Oh, God. Bye-bye. Ash and Zach are super smart. They went to college and learned a bunch of stuff. And Bo and Andrew didn't go to college because that's the way life goes sometimes. What happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn? Grab your friends. Let's listen together on Get Dumped On and Info Dump Podcast. <laughs> Okay, bye. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.